Bacon, no bacon, no bacon, no bacon, bacon no, no bacon. Podcast. Camera three. Oh, excited. <laughs> three uh, camera, bacon, no bacon. We should add bacon, no bacon, prosciutto. Bacon, no bacon. No bacon, prosciutto would be great for me. I'd take it. All right. No bacon. <laughs> you all right, buddy? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Welcome. You finally made it. People have been writing to me like, hey, is Abdul come yet? I'm like, nope. He's afraid. I'm here, man. I've, I've made it. You did? I've made it all Welcome. the way from the south, from the West Island to the South Shore. Welcome to the 450. Cheers, buddy. We're Cheers. first time in the same vicinity. Yeah, right. Hey, this is new. <laughs> it's new in that uh, we haven't seen each other in a while, but I think you've always been afraid to catch something from me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we're out together, you're like, you have any Dude. wet naps? We need, we need lots of wet naps. I'm, I'm always worried about catching shook, something from you. Shook hands Every with time Frenchy we go on the road here. and you're yeah. just coughing your lungs out in the, in the car, and I'm like, are you sure you don't have something? <laughs> I'm worried, man. Oh, man. So here we are in the yard. How's it the going, The flower man? box is new since you were here last. The flower box is new. It is new. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. That's a cool... You've been doing a lot of stuff. Yep. You've been working, man. You're, you're doing... like I, It's good. It keeps you... Do you keep your mind busy? It uh, Yeah, and it's... At this point, yeah, it's... A bit, I'm feeling the poverty now, so... Uh, so it's you good to keep building? my mind. It's good to keep my mind occupied. Yeah, well, I guess I've run out of uh, home improvement budgets now. So. Yeah, yeah. It's so I'm going to start helping other people home improve their 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 home. Yeah, help people do stuff. That's fun. Distract myself with their money. <laughs> and then this way, if you screw up, it's not your problem. Right. I just leave. Just walk away. I'm a comedian. What? You're the idiot that let me come in here and fucking build your shit. I didn't know there was a water main under here. What the fuck? <laughs> How do you even <laughs> check if there's jokes? Did you, you know where I come from. You've read my CV. See, uh, <laughs> yeah, who, that, who saw HBO and thought home contractor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this home guy will be great to uh, set up my new electrical panel. Okay. You should call your yeah. If you open a if you do end up becoming a general contractor and you open up a business, you should call it HBO. HBO. Yeah. And I have to find some. With the acronym for the that. home business, uh, home uh, home building uh, operation, right. home building. I was thinking I of calling the the company not to code, not Just to so code. Nobody is expecting me to go in there with some kind of uh, textbook execution. The city inspector. It's like, like a lot of there'll be a lot of pishnuding in the yeah. thing. <laughs> the city inspector uh, comes in here, comes into the house to check a, take a look at everything and make sure if it's Just up to my code. Autograph on this all this gabosh yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, Where's the certification? There's another pishnut over here. Oh, That's your that. certification level. Is just your signature Bubble gum on it. Bubblegum as a wire twist. That's pretty good. <laughs> Never seen that before. <laughs> Electrical problem, take the filter out of your cigarette pack and just <laughs> twist it <Yeah>. off. <laughs> Connect your two wires with aluminum foil from your cigarette pack. <laughs> oh. Yeah, man, things are. Uh, this is our first time hanging out. Yeah. It is good to see you in the same, uh, in the same area, man. It's better than sitting. I hate, I mean, I don't hate it, but it, after a while, like a few times in between is okay doing it remotely, but. Yeah, I've it's never nice to honestly, be in the same I've, room. I've never felt trapped. Like a lot of people are feeling they feel trapped. Yeah. I guess because when I'm not on the road, I just basically stay here all the time anyway. And I'm like, when it's time to go to the grocery store, I'm like, oh, I have to go to the grocery store. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I haven't felt trapped very much. I've noticed a lot of people do, so I sympathize that it's a different different situation. 
Do you think? Do you feel like people are getting a little uh, on the edge? Yeah, people are antsy. The suicide rate apparently was shot up in the last month. Really? Yeah, it's very uh, uh, sad. like uh, like like a noticeable like like a big amount like five percent or something. Five percent. Yeah, I guess that's pretty big, right? It's a lot of people that are five percent yeah. up to people. But yeah, because people usually suicide season's not in the summer. No. This is odd. I don't. I don't even know how. I try the not, fact I, that there's a suicide season. I'm trying Isn't to stay away winter? from uh, from the, all the bad news. Uh, Angela last night was trying to show me that uh, uh, George Floyd video. Oh, uh, yeah. And I just I don't want to see it. This no. Time. Like, yeah, I don't like watching it because that's stuff. the thing. I've been you know for the first month or two, especially we have a podcast now, so I look at the news differently. Like at yeah. least talking point that we could talk about. So I've been reading and watching more news, and I find since Donald Trump and since just the world seemed to be changing so much I'm really trying to understand what like what did I miss because I like I've said on the show before uh, I always thought most people have a similar morality to me and you know different you know politically or economically if you're more conservative I whatever I get yeah. it but morally speaking I assume that like if you're trying out a number like level. 75% of people have the same similar moral thing to me and now when you really look deep and you look at the things going on in the western world specifically in canada and the united states uh i'm realizing that it's like no it's like i'm in a group of like 40 to 50 percent of the people that care about other people that are kind that are not hateful to any groups uh and it's sad like that guy that fucking cop just kneeling on the guy who's begging him and he's handcuffed. I'm surprised they show it so much on the news. Because it's basically, you're watching a murder go down. Yeah. I mean, you're a cop. A sanction, you should know that government putting pressure murder. on someone's neck is cutting off their air supply. Like, you should know that, right? If they hand you a gun, you should at least know that. You're supposed to know basic, basic. life-saving yeah. technique. So they know what so they're they, doing. Yeah. You don't not know. Your knee is on the guy's neck. What do you think? That's where you breathe. It comes right through that. You can't do that. And he's just on. Like, it's a murder. The fact that they keep playing it on the news. Like, I saw it again this morning, and I'm like, I don't. Can we stop? Like, this is not good. This is like your. First of all, yeah, it's kind of desensitizing. I've been reading. Have you been reading a lot of the articles? I've seen a few articles, like, a lot of the black community saying the fact that, like, it's nice that you keep giving us our sympathies and your, you know, you feel and sharing the video. But yeah. how about sharing, you know, black people doing things that are not always just them being murdered? Yeah. So that it normalizes their culture, their lifestyle to just like, okay, so you can accept it as an everyday thing as opposed to and just like the only time you see them is when they're getting murdered by a cop. See, their culture, their lifestyle. If I mean, if you've come from another country, okay, but if you were to ask me, I would think that their culture and their lifestyle is the same as yeah, mine. I don't pretty, even... Well, they. I mean, culturally, they come from, uh, you know... Everyone's like, different. Depends like, on where, yeah. You know what I find, though? I find, like, it's... What I've realized moving to America is uh, American... There's an American black culture that we don't get to see as much. We see it through TV and, and right. you know, movies and that. And but you don't experience people, it because most... Most uh, black people in Canada are from either different, like their first generation or second generation immigrants. Caribbean and yeah. Yeah, you know, they come from the West Indies or sure. Jamaica or Africa, wherever it is. They're usually like immigrants, Haiti. But in America, they're yeah. like generations of yeah. black people from America. Yeah. You know, so 
they have their own culture, their own way of life and things that they do in their communities. And, but you don't see it. The only thing you see is like, you see like, uh, we're only like exposed to things in movies or music, like, Oh, Compton. That's what, yes. Like where do black people live mostly? And you think like, Oh, people right. first thing someone will yell is that right. Right. But it's not, it's like that, but that's what we're exposed to. We're not exposed to like the good part. They're successful. Uh, I agree people. with what you're saying because it, because it's a problem. I agree with you, but I, uh, they're just people. I don't know why we have to differentiate the people part. Like if we want, exactly. we could point out a lot of black people that did great things. There's Barack Obama became president. You know, yeah, yeah. Oprah Winfrey yeah. is a you know yeah, huge pioneer. Uh, but there's just people that are doing good Show things. Business. There's like there's white people. There's a lot of fucking white people doing terrible things, and nobody's yeah, but you don't see that kneeing yeah. on their neck to death. You know what I mean? That's the case other thing. in point. The president of the United States. If there's any neck, I wouldn't mind seeing somebody kneel on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and, uh, but uh, yeah. but did you know the the first ever, uh, not only first ever um, black valedictorian from Princeton University, yes. first Canadian, yeah, valedictorian, yeah, I and think, from, from Montreal, I think. from Montreal, yeah, yeah, yeah. super Very cool. cool, yeah. I right? was more, but I was see, I was more bouleversé or You're whatever. Like it, was, it, it was more cool to me the the Canadian part right. than black. I'm like, well, there's. Like 40% of the population of that country is black. There's, that's yeah, weird. but I think Princeton is like a historically known yeah. of racism, like, so it's crazy. Like to, 20 yeah. years only yeah. that it's been like, uh, it was like a secret, try to, we have to take in like six this year. How could you even think wow. of people like that? You know what I mean? Like especially in America, like you're saying, they're generations yeah. and generations. They have the same name as all the white people because yeah. they lost their actual name through slavery and that. So you get a, a you know, a CV, Kevin Smith, whatever, Kevin Jones, and you show up and he's, he have to come to the interview on paper. He's perfect candidate. Right. Come to the interview. And that's when you decide not to let him into the school. It just doesn't compute to me. Racism is so fucked up yeah. to me that it don't compute, but it's clearly something that exists. It's a, there's a quota on things in the white world. You know, that yeah. you have to, I mean, it happens in show business. Like, what do you think? With TV, it's like our quota of ethnicity needs to happen. People think of it as like, oh, well, there's always that argument of like, well, best man for the job. We're not here about quotas, right. which I get. But you know what? A lot of times the best man for the job gets knocked, just doesn't make it because first of all, they're not friends or not in that circle right. or because they're a different color. Yeah, our business has a million. So many shit, weird things over. where you see like, it's almost like a pat on the back more than it's like, okay, well you're not trying to find the best. You're just, you're just trying to check a box off. That, you, know? And you know how I feel about that. I hate it. I know. Yeah. It's hard for a white man though to yeah. say that publicly. Like what the fuck? When did this festival yeah. become the uh, LGBTQ? Yeah, or just pandering yeah, you know. to, yeah, whatever minority group is hot at the moment. You know, what's selling the tickets right now? Let's cater yeah. to that, uh, that I get minority the selling group. the tickets part. I get the selling. Th and, you know, the comedy comedy fans can be very supportive group of people. Yeah. That funny, not funny, if they decide they support a particular wing of comedy, they will buy the tickets. So I get the selling the tickets part. But to me, it's so short-sighted. Because, okay, you're getting a new group that support the LGBTQ community, for example. Yeah. As, you know, when a, there seems to be a, like a bigger percentage of, you know. Like, as soon as the group in question is a greater percentage of uh, like a festival or a lineup in a show. or Yeah. Then the actual percentage of that 
group in general society, you're like, what the fuck's happening? Really, right. do, do you feel proud because you get to check? A, this person's not funny, though. Yeah. It's so not long-term vision. Yeah. People that have been going to for well, the they're Halifax just using Comedy them. Festival, they've been going every year for 15 years. Yeah. You put on a garbage show, I see, they're not going to come next year. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, you've gotten a new, one new person that's It's that a new a demographic ticket. that they're bringing in, though. But so next they'll... year, they'll be supporting fucking lepers in fucking... <laughs> Ghana, I see. So they're not gonna buy here. The people that were here 15 years, you gave them a shit show, and they yeah. can't really relate to it. Yeah. Anyway. But it's weird because they still do it. Like are, they must be selling tickets. They do that. They do it often. It's been a few years that we've been seeing that, like in festivals and in the com. Not any festivals, but television and. You're seeing, dude. Did you know this? They get did praised, you know? Dude, they get praised. People love praise. Well, yeah, but there, so uh, to get back to the topic of the fact that like we're checking off boxes. Did you know that the Kim's Convenience in Canada, the TV show? Yeah. Did you it know, like, last up night until? At the, uh... Uh, yeah, the, it's a great show. It was, it's really good, and it's getting better. But did you know at the start, the first, I think, first or two se- one or two seasons, there was not a single ethnic writer in the writers' room. Did you know that? How can you write a show about Koreans with not a single ethnic? Person the creator the, wasn't even the creator, yeah. Okay, but even the creator was brought on as a showrunner, and the showrunner uh, was brought. On, yeah, creator was brought on as a showrunner. If I'm not mistaken, I, I got to double check, but I think that he was brought on as a showrunner. But they have two showrunners. Okay, they've got a white guy, the figurehead, and they've got a Korean guy uh, who created yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. As every every other show, it would just be one showrunner. Of course. So it's pretty strange. Like we, you know, they they, they hmm. talk. We talk about that a lot. Like they, it seems like they're checking off boxes. Like you watch the CBC and you go, yeah, wow, what are they checking off another box again with this f- new show that they're doing? You know, you see a new one pop up all the time. You're like, oh, great, another uh, thing. Little that they're mosque just, on the prairie. You know, yeah, little yeah. things like that. That are although that was a very successful show. That was a great. That show actually did very well internationally as well. Really? Yeah, that was a that was a, that show did very well did for the you CBC. Like it? I watched a few. I didn't mind it. I didn't think it was bad. I, I didn't watch enough of it to have an opinion, but I know people that worked on it. Yeah. And they say, everyone say season one and a half were actually good, something to be proud of, and then garbage. Yeah, because of course they probably came in and they just wanted to check off boxes after that. Like, and that's really the thing check with Canadian off. show business, right? They the show every, gets a yeah. little bit of success and then some hot shot producer, shot, director, yeah. the show, I want to run this show. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, we're so lucky to have you. You worked on Everybody Loves Raymond as a caterer, but doesn't matter. Here, come on in, take over our fucking show, turn it into the same garbage that you're spewing out on the fucking <laughs> yeah. CW network or whatever. That's what happened with the Devaders TV. No offense to the guy that did it, but they thought, oh, he's got American and sitcom experience. Let him run this not sitcom show right? and turned it into a fucking... Family feud with professional performer. We don't need the whole. Then you say, "Oh, the television show, yeah. debaters' television yeah. show." Yeah, it was the, the radio way- show. Just needs four cameras just set up on cameras, it and yeah. let it fucking live like that, and it would be great. Yeah, it was. I mean, just going to a live show of that seems so. It's so fun to watch. So great, like stand-up special. It's 2020, and they're still crushing us. See, Netflix is putting out four or five a month. Yeah, and it's just a guy. With a curtain, see, you don't right. need to yeah. jazz it up. See, maybe the intro to have a to say you yeah. have a production value intro. Yeah, but it's let the performer is the performer. That's the thing. So the debaters is just shoot that, shoot yeah. the fuck what we're doing. 
I wonder if it's like a case of like it's just people need to justify their jobs. Remember we were talking about that, it's like exactly how it's just that. yeah, people just need to have a reason to be around still, even though you're re- you're irrelevant. Like yeah, like now you see everything is moving to just doing it on like from a iPhone in your kitchen or whatever. Like every news anchor, every TV talk show, everything's just happening from their living room now. Yeah, and and it's only like five percent less watchable. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's so not- you're trying to now. You're. I think it's going to take a shift. I. I mean, I feel like it has no unless those people who want to justify their jobs have a stranglehold, which probably they do because most of those things are all unionized, so they can hold them down, right, and kind of keep them or in place. Make them step up their game. Like hopefully, show us why we're hopefully. spending this extra money. Exactly. But on a show like the debaters, it was so. It's so good just to, to let it live. Uh, nobody it never crossed anybody's mind that hey. We got this huge budget approved. Instead of spending $180,000 building a set yeah. in this studio, Yeah. why don't we uh, pay the performers double More. minimum wage instead of minimum wage? <laughs> really? Yeah, no, I know. Because we all got minimum, yeah. extra minimum wow. wage for live TV performance. Wow, that's crazy. Why not pay these Canadians that made this show after... 10 years yeah. of being a show. Oh, man, we got... Thank you, Reese. Look at this. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, buddy. We're out here partying in the sh- in the backyard next door Thank to Shangri-La. So uh, yeah, instead of pay, pay them more. Let yeah. them people, the, the writer- people that everyone's well, you know watching. Because we're the writers and the exactly. fucking performers. You, you know what? Take that budget and like hire, hire writers to work with artists to get like to really, you know, like if you can make it any better. Yeah. Just just do it. I mean, that's what sells is the content, not what it looks like. Content. <laughs> uh, you got yeah, it's a weird uh it's like everyone has to have their like dude, when I shot I shot the commercial like I shot I've shot you've shot things when you shoot them sometimes you're like I've done streeters where it's just me. Yeah. And my uncle used to come film my streeters when I would do them, you right. know, back in the day. And Just me and my uncle. And, dude, I would shoot streeters like that sometimes with for, like, different things. And, man, the whole crew, there was, like, someone to hold my water bottle. Like, I don't I need that. Don't tell. Yeah, so we're talking, like, like give that money 30 to me. times the budget. Yeah, just give that money don't to me. Don't tell me that this is 30 times better I feel than like what per- you did with by yourself with no. your uncle. No. You can't get 30 times better. No. See, unless it's, like, Literally. 4D and the fucking the TV show is licking your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> the camera is probably the only thing you're worth spending money extra, yeah. the mo- extra money on. Spend it on an amazing camera that looks so good, and somebody to operate it, and someone that can operate Maybe that. Two people to operate it because it's a it. good camera with a we remote had, fucking focus and yeah, all that. That just that's it. You don't need uh, ten other people, uh, all these other people on set to run around, oh, coordinate things, and like, dude, it's so simple. I know you a lot of people that. that make their living like that. I'm not saying take away their jobs. I'm no, just saying. No, but they could be used for other things where you actually need that much. It's the people. gatekeepers that, that yeah. just make all the wrong decision. And they, if I've, I'd say 10% of these gatekeepers, the people that decide who are getting on a show, who's going to get a show to make, yeah. uh, they have. Well, do you think it's more less production? qualification, I feel, than I do myself. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, 100%, dude. How did you get there? Do you there? think anyone who's ahead of a comedy uh, network or comedy programming at any network is even remotely is even funny? funny? You yeah, think, yeah, you, I, know, like, I know. You think you'd want to hang out with yeah. the person that, that runs uh, comedy? I'm sure there's definitely a few. I mean, I know a few, but there's... A, there's yeah, it's a fucked they've up... They've never probably told a joke. 
that that they didn't that they came up with. You know, it worked. That yeah. worked. <laughs> it actually worked. It's uh, it's those things that make it frustrating. I think as artists, when yeah. you're when you're trying to make funny, and then you're working your ass off, and then you see somebody just sitting back programming it, doing nothing good, and they're making a fortune, and you're like, yeah, but just give me that money. I'll I'll put the extra work in. And we're and you know we're shitting on our own industry because the industry is like so up in the question. It's right dead now. anyways like, now. There's no yeah. more industry. Yeah, Let's yeah, call yeah. them all out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're all done. Let's <laughs> take them down. Uh, this is it. This is the industry right now. It's just you building stuff and us trying to filming. figure out how to get shit out on the internet. Yeah, yeah that is the industry really. And right are we now. killing the industry because we're giving every all this content? We're giving it away. You know, I our wonder. Micro. We're creating microeconomic things like on my online shows, people can pay a dollar or whatever they want to pay. Yeah. But there's, it's not going through. I wonder what the you know, ratings. A network and then. Yeah. I wonder what the ratings are on like those shows like uh, Colbert or. Uh, are they still putting them on television or I see them online all the time, but are they also on television? I think so. I think they're still on television. Yeah. 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 The, the yeah, Seth Myers one I know is still on television. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So and he's doing it. He's crushing his monologues. I find better without a studio audience. I feel like Seth Meyers was always set up to not have a studio audience. I feel like his his sense of humor yeah. almost works better without it. Yeah, because they are Cause funny. The audience, but the audience will have an IQ mix from fifty he's to one hundred and fifty. Smart, yeah. Where people that tune into the show on purpose are, you know, you got to be to get the joke. The, the sardonic and sarcastic nature of some of his jokes and humor. Yeah. You have to have a minimum knowledge and a minimum intelligence. Yeah. So with no audience, it doesn't... So the audience laughing in the wrong place can fuck up his timing. Where in the attic, he's got nobody to fuck up his the, the delivery of his joke. I find he's doing... I think he's I, doing I, the I best I enjoy him of, more without the audience. Yes. Jimmy Fallon, I think, thrives with an audience. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. interesting to see how, how it's... Well, I mean, YouTube kids have been doing it for, what, a decade now without yeah. an audience in their bedroom, just making videos, and or people they, are watching they, yeah. them. Their audience is the crew that make the YouTube, yeah, yeah. You know, like, that's, yeah. that's. I mean, they're survive. they survive, they actually thrive. They were making, they're, they figured out how to make more money than all, all us. of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? I know. I know. Uh, so it's not that it's, uh, you don't need the big budget. You don't need all that. I think, I mean, of, of course, we're trying to do it here. We're trying yeah. to just build our own audience and, and put out a content on our own. And we have no money. No one pays us. We're no. putting it all out of our own pocket. Free t-shirts, though. Thank we you, We got Chico. free t-shirts. Thank you, Finally Chico. got it. Finally. Yes, Abdullah is the Able main voyage of Abdullah and his t-shirt. No one's ever worn that t-shirt before, right, everybody? We <laughs> all know that is a fresh, brand new t-shirt. <laughs> it smells like uh, Export A. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the guy who made this was smoking cigarettes heavily while he was printing the, <laughs> the bacon. I told him no when bacon. you put it on, you're going to have ample room stretched out for you in the back ass area. You're gonna <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we. Do, I mean, that's what we're we're starting off. This is cool. We got yeah. free shirts. I've you got know, some free things. coffee for you inside free too coffee. from Stereo Coffee Roasters. Thank you very much, Stereo Coffee Roasters. Yeah, Stereo. Thank you. Sorry, WhatsApp. It. This is the first episode not shot with the help of WhatsApp. WhatsApp, a fantastic application from Facebook. Your friends at Facebook that allow you to communicate way before Zoom ever happened. You got WhatsApp. Communicate with anybody all over the world by telephone or video calling. WhatsApp, Sean O'Donohue, Vice President. Look him up. I'm connected. Feel free to send us money. We need bacon. 
<laughs> I like that. That's a good. Uh, that was a good plug for WhatsApp. Yeah, we for, get no money from that as of now. Yeah, we listen. We'll leave, we we'll listen to so open. many podcasts. I'm just practicing for yeah. when we actually get sponsors. I can just slip it in there incognito. Oh yeah, this episode brought to you by Benches R Us. <laughs> Fucking Google it. <laughs> Buy a bench, receive hog. <laughs> we should get Renault Depot to sponsor us. That'd be Fuck, cool, right? There's look at all the wood. Look, look how much Renault lumber Depot. you have in your backyard. I know. We could zoom around my yard, and there's $10,000 of Renault Depot back here. Yeah, this is... In uh, fact, the Costco, the fucking Costco fire pit that I've talked about, that's what my tripod is set up on right now. If you've ever seen the story about Costco, you that's are like, on... They can see it on the camera up yeah, there. Yeah, up there. You are sitting on the $129 fucking Costco fire pit that started this whole... Shangri-La experience. <laughs> so you started with a fire pit, and then you built, and then like, you built oh, it outward? To, I wanted to get the, the bricks to make it look pretty. <laughs> and then the bricks cost $300, and then it looked too pretty. I'm like, well, fuck, we need to uh, get a Wait, nice bench. you paid $300 for those bricks? Are oh, they because of the sixty? But because of the fire, uh, they're not even fire or anything. Because they they can't withstand the heat. The only thing I could why would you I, pay that I, much? I talk about it on stage in the show. Because like a regular brick, a rectangle brick, yeah. it's like 50 cents. But these ones are curved, like have an angle to make, when you connect them all, it make a circle. So apparently geometry in the whole brick manufacturing is a very expensive procedure. Really? <laughs> <laughs> these are like eight bucks a brick. Yeah. <coughs> it shouldn't be less. There's, even, there's less material. I know. It goes it, in on the inside. I guess they're shaped to look like natural stone or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of natural stones and circular shapes just out there. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, but it, it, yeah, no, that's cool. You did a good, good job. I like the backyard. Thanks, you got man. all this lumber happening here. Thanks. Uh, flower box. Flower box, a staircase. I'm going to help my friend James build one of those tomorrow. That's awesome, man. This is, uh, it's a very nice flower. I thought it was lower to the ground. When you when you posted a picture, I thought it was. I didn't think it was all so high. All the professional hot. gardener, like Angela's mom's a real big gardener. She yeah. came over. She's like, "You didn't. That's not all the way to the ground of earth." And I'm like, "Well, it's kind of. It's got layers. I made it like a fuck. It's like a baked Alaska. This thing. I've got a layer of firewood on the bottom, and then grass clippings on top of that, and then uh, newspaper, and like newspaper barrier or whatever yeah. to to." rot slowly yeah. and then uh, compost Mulch. on top and yeah. then like I don't know like 40 bags of earth on top of it is there a benefit to going this high or is it just for the apparently look? I'm an idiot all the gardeners are saying you wasted so much earth you spent like $50 too much in earth you just need 18 inches of earth and blah, 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 blah. oh you've been getting comments on the uh, on yeah, the build of, on how much yeah, waste I did that's it's, funny the floor is not on the floor so it's this high off the ground yeah and then I build a floor so I can control everything. And the theory, I was reading about it. Before I do anything, I research it to learn about what I'm doing. Yeah. So I think I went over overkill with the awesomeness of it. But uh, considering I'm growing like fucking two cucumbers and, uh, <laughs> and some and basil or whatever. And a carrot. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, like a European technique when you have small space. The wood now for the next 20 years will be slowly decomposing, which reinserts nutrient into the soil right the newspaper well, same thing great. as it's deteriorated to give back i put like compost in there so there's eggshell and that, all that so now i'm composting over there oh man you got and a compost every fall too. i'll probably just crack a dozen eggs in there and let it seep into the soil crack compost the eggs in the, there or yeah. the shell no the eggs the actual eggs is the eggs good for them yeah eggs are good for everything really <laughs> 
I don't know. I think I've read that. I don't know. I don't know. Even your dog. You should give a raw egg to your dog a couple times a week. Just picture you egging someone's house and they come out like, what the hell? You're this welcome. is good for you. <laughs> You'll thank You're me welcome. later. Your azaleas will blossom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. I knew eggshells are supposed to be good. Egg you shell, crush them up and you there put too. them yeah, in there. Yeah. There's all that shit. Put them in the compost and that would crack a couple eggs in there. You got, I didn't know Rocky was building. You were, you were, you were <laughs> yeah. growing Rocky in your flower bed. Uh, well, but, think about it. As the egg rots, it yeah, gives I off guess. nutrients, you know? Nutrients, yeah, I'm sure anything. Throw some bacon in there. Maybe that's see Maybe. what happens. I, I actually, in there, I do, sometimes I do bacon in the microwave when you want it really crispy for, like, Caesar salad. You okay. don't know anything no, about No, I don't this. know. You got to inform me. But the paper towel seeps up all the bacon fat. Okay. So I shredded that up, and it's in there, too. Bacon oh, fat. that's good. Bacon fat, paper towels. That's, yeah, paper towel turns into compost. Yeah. Yeah, you got to find all these little tricks and tips. To- and sometimes you just, it's nothing, no one specifically said put bacon, grease, paper towels in there, but I'm like, yeah, this has got to be good. It's got to be, yeah. It rots like You're your else. own scientist, buddy. You yeah, don't need anybody to tell you what, what works. We'll see. What if I have a, like a world champion cucumber coming out of there? That's like, it. No one will be doubting me then. It's that fucking bacon grease. <laughs> Thank God for those paper towels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. First really cucumber it. ever that has 9,000 calories in it. That's <laughs> <laughs> weird. What's your secret, Derek Sege? He's got a bacon, no bacon shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) I die with the secret. I compost with the secret. Time are we at? We're at 30 minutes for everybody wondering why Derek is staring at his camera Mm -hmm. awkwardly. (laughs) Using my viewfinder. What's going on in there? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel like I want to say before. I feel like we skipped away from the, the the George Floyd thing. The the fact that racism is alive and well and it's sad. Uh, Arthur Simeon, if you don't follow him already on social media, Arthur Simeon put a very personal and revealing uh, thing today on Facebook, I think it was, where uh, an Arthur is first generation. He's an immigrant from Africa. Uh, and it's eye-opening, I think. It's sad to say. As a white person, I try not to be. I don't feel, I don't, I, I hate racism. I know that. Yeah, but for all of us bleeding, you know, bleeding hard a little bit, it takes a George Floyd to that happen, and we're like, oh my God, I'm sickened by this. And Arthur was kind of speaking on behalf of the black community, if you yeah. will. But for anybody who shares, as is like, yeah, okay, that's really nice. But you know, after a while, as a community, we're like, fuck off, see, instead yeah. of. How about you <clears throat> do something? Yeah. You know, if you really feel that we don't need your thoughts and prayers anymore. We need our brothers and sisters to stop being murdered. Yeah. So vote properly. You know, there's people filming that. And, you know, it's easy for me to sound like a hero now. But if I'm standing there, I'm like, hey, man, you hear people saying, hey, man, he can't breathe. Let him go. I don't fucking care if he's a police. If he's hurting an innocent person, I will tackle him. Uh, and then I'll know, be the eh? next victim, I guess. I was just, as you were saying that, I was thinking, like, what do you do? Like, I've been beat up by the cops three times. So I know <laughs> it's possible for white people to get beat up by the cops. Trust me. You might have to be a cocksucker white person like me. but You have to say a lot of bad things for them to beat you up. A person <laughs> well, if I tackle them, I assume that's pretty... Uh, yeah, and even at I mean, that, you would probably still would have not gotten nearly as bad as what anyone of color would have gotten for yeah, and I that's guess. just the reality man you know i feel like i don't know i don't know i can't speak for arthur but they i haven't know, been arrested yet either these police they were fired but oh, they yeah. weren't arrested oh yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they get away with it to tell you the truth i i mean how many times have we seen that happen 
and cops always I think get away. One with time it. we saw that woman that went into the guy's apartment and shot him. Yeah, because she thought it was her apartment. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, how drunk are you walking around with a gun that you think somebody else's house is your house? She got That's one, pretty one year and a half. Right, yeah. She walked into the guy's house when he's just sitting there in his underwear, whatever, and fucking killed him dead in his own yeah. apartment. And she got one year and a half. And she'll probably get a book deal when she gets out. Dude, remember the so girl the money. girl that stopped to save the ducks? Oh, my God. Don't even get she that. She got the year. Yeah. I don't know if anyone knows. This was, yeah, this was a story here in the South Shore, yeah. Montreal. South Shore, Montreal, where a woman who, she just stopped. Yeah, she was like 19, 20, 20, 21, maybe, like a kid. She just, maybe a year or two driving, she stopped. She saw a family of ducks crossing the street, stopped. Crossing the highway. Crossing the highway. highway, Stopped on the highway. It's a two-lane highway, by the way. It wasn't a huge two-lane highway. Stopped on the side. The left lane. Yeah, let the, help the dogs, uh, the the ducks. ducks cross, and then a motorcycle there was a car. I think there was a car in front of the We've motorcycle. We've talked about this. Yeah. yeah. Who the minivan to me is the one that caused yeah. the death. She waited until she's like twenty feet from the car that stopped. Be like, oh shit, it stopped and veer away. The motorcycle didn't have time to react and smack, fucking yeah. smack right into the back of the stopped and car. And the father, the little, it was a daughter. I think father a father and, a daughter. and daughter. Did yeah. the daughter pass away as well? They both died. Yeah. They both died. Yeah. Yeah. And the and the the poor girl and the who mother. Uh, the, so the wife and mother yeah. was on a separate motorcycle. They were on another motorcycle. She did avoid yeah. the, the yeah. she avoided the crash, but watched her husband Saw, and yeah. daughter Jesus. fucking die a very violent death. It's a horrible story. It's this a girl, horrible story. She made it. She made a terrible like a based on the result. A it's terrible just a horrible, mistake. Yeah, but it's a mistake. Yeah, trying to save life. You you know. Uh, who would have you know you don't think of that well you know what I thought about too during this whole pandemic how we were all like applauding and uh, and uh, you know uh, the healthcare being happy, workers not the healthcare workers but frontline right. truck Police, drivers fire, everybody grocery store you know we were we were all applauding them and I was thinking oh so that remember the, the Humboldt hockey incident where the truck driver was just exhausted ran a light killed him oh he was just a tired hero I guess at the end of the day yeah we're all applauding them today but as heroes. No, again, that's that's about the time it's where I started to see situation. that racism was alive in Canada. Because that oh, tired hero was wearing a turban, and it became not about tired, overworked no. truck drivers. Nothing like it was fucking immigrants taking our jobs. And look at what they do; they kill a whole hockey team. Yeah, I'm like, ah, fuck you. Shouldn't Can you imagine how this guy feel? It, dude, so bad all, for both sides. Just horrible. It, horrible. But imagine, can't why? Why didn't? Now we look How'd at that become at them. a thing. How did the fact that he's brown become a thing in well, all that? Well, I uh, look, man. I'm I'm born and raised here. I love Canada more than anything. I don't know any other country. This right. is my country. I've I think he was from Pakistan, actually. The, uh, the I don't know if he was from India or Pakistan. I can't remember, but maybe maybe he was even from Bangladesh. I don't know. Mm. But I know that it's a. Uh, Racism is definitely alive in Canada. The it's difference sad, is, I'm sorry. someone had said something about even there was that woman in New York City. I this we have to fact check, but someone I saw someone say the woman in New York City. Remember this week there was a woman in New York City who in the uh, park with her dog, the park with the dog who called and was like an African American is trying to kill me. Yeah, threatening me. Apparently she was Canadian. Now oh, I, I no. want to double check this and I'll put it up as we're talking now. To make sure I'm right, but I heard she was Canadian. Well, she worked for a government agency, though. Something. In she was America. finance. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She worked in America. Yeah, definitely. But I heard she. Was, 
And then when I when I heard that, I go, of course, because she said she didn't say the N word. She said African American. I go, well, that's that's Canadian racism. Yeah, yeah. That's Canadian racism. Yeah, yeah. You're almost too polite. You're very polite about your racism. You don't be like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, there's an African American. You'd be like, that N word is trying to kill me. That's what if you're like uh, an American racist, racist. Okay, maybe <laughs> Canadian racism is like, is like, there's an African American who's trying to kill me right now. <laughs> Dude, it's it is real in Canada. It's real. It's not I'm as bad. I'm... It's not. And Quebec, I find Quebec out of all of them is, it's pretty bad in Quebec. It's pretty really? bad. Yeah, it's it, dude. Quebec is. I've seen things in Montreal. Yeah, Derek. I'm. Uh, I would say Montreal. Montreal is the is least, the least city place. Yes, in it, Canada. Yes, a hundred percent. Montreal in Quebec. Montreal is the last, like the last on the list of racist places. But outside of Montreal, yeah. But I mean, it's... dude. I've. It, you could. There's story. Carolyn sitting right there. She could tell you stories of things that even she's seen, and she goes, "That was fucking racist." And I was like, "Really? Were they being racist? I it's, don't even notice it anymore." It's, but I think outside in small places, it's more ignorance than hate. It's driven. definitely ignorance. It's ri- racist, but it's a still, mix. It's a mix. But it's much more like if we're splitting per, uh, percentage. Yeah, it's eighty percent ignorance, twenty percent prejudice you know what i mean yeah like we talked about i think we talked about this in the maritime yeah for the history of the place yeah there's been so few ethnic people that no one's ever taken it as a threat or anything they right. just know nothing about it like you have to you're talking to a 60 year old woman and uh oh yeah that monkey family that lived down the street oh, we have well yeah they're and not you're like, what yeah you can't say that it's yeah like, what? that's what we always said they're, they're the campbells we've known them since we were five they've always <laughs> been the monkeys what do you mean what Stop it! It's, you can't say that. Yeah, like, I don't understand. They're, they, they're wonderful. They come for dinner. They love them and everything. They just don't know. They're just. But they've never been where, threatened by them because there's this the Campbells, the yeah. only ones they've ever known. They'll fucking go to <laughs> sex towns over and like they see a black person on TV and they're like, oh my god, is that a Campbell? <laughs> see, they don't. They're so. They don't. They've they're never so seen ignorant. it. They're just not. They they, just, they're not aware. Yeah, and that's. I feel like a lot of times, like, that's where I vary from where people who call out racism too soon. Like, that's racist in a sense. But when I see stuff like that, I don't I don't get mad at the person. I don't... Uh, I've had that directed at me a, a million times. I've had that directed at me where you're like... The okay, you just yeah, the you just, kind? You just don't know. Both of them. Yeah. But when it's the, when it's the ignorant part, I don't get mad. I just try to be friendly so that they can have a friend that is not white, you know, for example. Right. Just to, just so that they, because I'm not going to get mad at them. They don't know any better. Yeah. I'm not, they're not malicious. They're like, oh, you, you know, like they'll say something about me and then they'll be like, but you should come on over for dinner sometime. We'd love to have you. You're like, but you just said something really racist. Yeah. So you know that they're not racist. They're what just, it is is they're not well educated. They haven't been around it enough to know like what you should say, what you can say, or what's not. Doesn't make sense. You can't say that. That doesn't make any sense. But it's just because it's what you grew up with. Yeah. So you don't know any better. So I never hold it against people like that. I try to just think of it as like, okay, here's an opportunity that I can be friends with this person and like teach them like, like, dude, you know how many of my friends are like I'm the only person of color that they're friends with. Yeah. You know, they might know like maybe two or three other people. I mean, there's not, there wasn't a lot when I was growing up. I mean, how many, you grew up in the South Shore. There's, I'm sure there wasn't a ton of ethnic people in, in at your school. There was maybe like 
30 at probably at our, less than now 40 but at our this school has always been a very uh ethnically like there's always been several ethnicities in my like say i have a group of eight friends definitely brossard was more ethnic before yeah. like shadigi right there was a lot of chinese people that moved here but even as a kid i had a lot of black friends some latino friends some indian friends uh, you, you met my lot, friend Hassan, like, what, Hassan Alam. You <laughs> Hassan. met him out of from Ottawa. No, he's taking us to eat and stuff. Hassan, no, no, I don't think so. Uh, he's he's also Pakistani, I, I think. I don't. I sure I would have remembered that. Ali Hassan. No, Hassan <laughs> Alam. Yeah, Ali went to the same school as us too. Ali was there. He uh, went to the same school as you. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. He's from South Shore. Um, Is he Brossard you know, as well? Phillips across the street. She's Caribbean. Yes. I went to school with her daughters as well. Brossard is definitely more uh, close to Montreal. Like it was that. I feel like there's definitely more ethnic because I knew more ethnic not, families <laughs> in Brossard area than anyone in Chattagui. Like there was like when I was first going like in elementary school, I think there was like four. There uh-huh. was a Spanish kid. There was a, who was like my best friend. Another kid from Mauritius, his cousin, uh-huh. and. Uh, Maybe like one. I think there was in our grade. Yeah, there was. There was definitely one. Uh, definitely one black kid. His brother was older, so he was in the older grade. As it went on, we got more and more. But early on, there was like four kids of color, five. Uh, in we our had, elementary I had school. way more than that, and I'm older than you, so yeah. I that's, guess yeah. I was lucky to grow up in this. Yeah, this area, area had more ethnicity for sure. <laughs> We're trying to dis, you know discredit racism and stuff, but I was about to say like, no, my growing up, like a lot of my friends were ethnic. Like I played sports, so I had a lot of black friends. <laughs> <laughs> I like to play on winning teams. Yeah, I always wanted to play on the winning team. <laughs> it's so true, man. We had this I'm one. I'm not racist, but I'd like to go <laughs> hang out at the Afro Center to try to recruit for our team. <laughs> That's funny, man. It's true. We had there was this one black kid who you might have or no yeah reese is much younger than me but he he was uh, he played for the football team also i played basketball with him okay. he played for he played he this kid dominated every every sport man was just insane pascal i can't remember his last name he the dude was like insane man like just a monster and like every team every time you, you like you want to be on his team man yeah pass the ball to him and like, he's your age like 35 he was my age yeah he was that my rings age. a bell because uh we've been we stayed involved but he like, was a monster Jay's football been coaching player. and curtis has been coaching for a long time and you uh, might have crossed paths seeing him that he played for the bell. raiders and shaggy when i was in high school did he, he make was, the cfl no i don't i don't no. think so no. i don't know if he kept going or <clears> if he just gave up on sports or I don't know what happened to him after I left high. He wasn't even in our high school. He was a French. He was okay. in French school, but we I crossed paths in sports with him all the time. He played in the city league, sure. so that's how I knew him. And then he was friends with friends of mine. So, but yeah, that's funny that you're like with the winning team. You want to be on the ethnic team, <laughs> unless it's golf or. But to give you an example, the something. guy who I said I'm, I went to the hardware store today, and I'm going to build him a flower box like that tomorrow. Uh, he, we went to elementary school just down the street here together. Right. And he's Spanish. He's from Spain. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Um, we had a, like, yeah. I'd say more so, I would say now at think, that school, yeah. white people are less than half. Right. Now. Yeah, now. In, in yeah, Brasar, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fucking great. Like, as, as not racist as I feel I am, I think my kids are, are really, um, and I guess that's why I, I, 
don't realize what's going on in the rest of the world because I see the world, the new world, through my kid's eyes. Yeah. And they don't even notice. They don't notice. Colors. You know, or... like I would say, Andy, who's the youngest, I said, um, like, you know, a lot of these kids, there's a lot of kids with the same name. There's Tandance names like Noah. Right. And she'll be like, <clears throat> oh, I'm going to see uh, Noah. And I'm like, oh, oh, which one? And it could have been the black one. You know, or the white one. Yeah. But no, it was, you know, the one with the brown eyes. I'm like, fuck, I love you so much. Yeah, very You're progressive. So, I yeah. love you so much. What a wonderful way to just look. I, yeah. I, yeah, I think in like 10, 15 years time, I feel like it's definitely going to be suppressed. Yeah, like the millennials shit on the boomers all the time. But when that generation starts to die, there'll be a good chunk of There's racism gonna, yeah, going with it. A good yeah. chunk of racism. And again, it's... And the ignorant, but it's more the ignorant kind. The hate, the yeah. hate one, the hate one... Somehow it's, it it uh, reproduces itself. It, there's young people. There's fucking eighteen year old people that well hate. again like it comes, that kid in Quebec City, eighteen, and he's shooting up a mosque. Yeah, that. How do you get I that don't hate? know if his. I mean, I feel bad because I've seen the things with his parents, and they seem like generally nice people. See, these are this is where it hurts me. It hurts me a lot because I know a lot of people get angry. This is like the new thing now with like the hipster generation of outrage culture. Of like just going, you said something racist, racist. take them down, just bury them, never again, yeah. you can't live. Yeah. I hate G- that. It's Jimmy like, Fallon imitation uh, of Chris Rock 20 years 20 ago. 20 years ago. Jimmy Fallon, a plus. 20 years Making ago. Making fun of his friend. Yeah, his friend. Right? I can't, I don't. It'd be like me doing a sketch where I fucking <clears throat> eat a salad, this is yummy. I'm Abdul Butt, this is yummy. What's the, oh my God, I've never had a Caesar salad so good. What's the secret? Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just me taking the piss out of my buddy. Right. And yeah. No, this fuck it. But that's where it, that's fake race. That's fake outrage. That's yeah. what I get offended by. And that's, to bring us back, that's what Arthur was trying exactly. to describe in his thing. Exactly. Like, ah. You know where, I'll give you a perfect example probably with where Arthur is, is drawing the line. How many people, how many comics or how many not necessarily comics, but people you know that it is part of this new outrage culture of alty. We want to support and be nice and all this stuff. And anytime somebody says something that could be perceived as racist or sexist, and they take them down, and they're always bitching about it. Yeah. How many of those people actually hang out with ethnic people? How many of them yeah. actually have ethnic or friends? Or go to women's rights marches. Or go or, to right. and do or hang out. Perfect example, it's Shanti like Marastika was super, super, stop treating us bad. Or say, and right, it yeah. turns out you're not a nice you person. You're a shit person yeah. to a lot of people. That's where I get, and you can't call it out until they get caught. They fall like a shanty. When they fall, and then you can go, oh. Now can you see it with your own fucking eyes while we're all sitting back keeping our mouth shut because we know the truth. Yeah. But you can't say it, you know, like especially a guy like you because you are a straight white guy because if you call it out, you're just, oh, straight white guy, you can't call that out. I am careful, but when things like that But you really, can call that when out. Really, when they really bother me, I can't help it. I have to say, yeah, no. bullshit, shut the fuck up. And that's one of the things that Arthur was saying. It was a beautiful analogy too that it's take like eight years of post- Post post secondary, right? Eight years of school to become a lawyer, yeah, to argue the law, right, or 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 litigate with the law, yeah. But fucking like a six week training course that's a mostly physical fitness and shit. You get a gun and a badge to go enforce the law on yeah. the front line, right? 
We're, there's a, and that's the word he used was there's that a is there's a, a disconnect. Point. That's a very there good point in our system. Yeah, like the, I've said this before. I think on two podcasts ago I said uh, police because look I'm not racist at all, but I'm I'm uh, it's to the point in our society where if there is a group that I'm prejudiced against, it's police. It's sad. I have some friends that are police. This, see, I sound like the old school racist. I'm not racist. I have a black friend. You know what I mean? But, but for me, the police, police is one group of people. You have to win my trust. I'm not yeah. going to just fucking trust you. And it's sad that I, as a parent, I feel I have to teach that to my kid too. Yeah. Like when I was little, it was like, you know, remember block parent? Yeah. They had the thing like yes. if ever you're lost, yes. if you see that sign in the window, you go. Yeah. 2020, every pedophile in the world would be fucking printing those off in, the, in their, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the world oh, has got, changed. So, but it, our, my parent. You got a parent. Your kids are. Uh, my parent uh, used to say, uh, if ever you're lost, whatever, go seek out a policeman. And I'm telling them, call me on your cell phone. I'll find where you are. Don't fucking seek out a policeman. See, I don't trust these people at all. Yeah. Especially the one in uniform. If oh, you're like dude. a 40 year old man still wearing your uniform, you <laughs> fucked up so many times. Right? Like, just all you can do is use this little fucking radar gun and give out ticket. That's see, and their penmanship's horrible. Off the, you know, like, anyway, I know it sounds terrible. I'm prejudiced, but at least it's not against. Hi. Oh, bye. You're leaving? I love you. <laughs> bye. Okay. I'll miss you. Take care. I'm going Stay to Jacob's safe. later. I'll say hi for you. <laughs> Don't talk to the police. <laughs> Be and I'm weary sorry if cops. you're a police officer watching this and you're a decent person. Dude, I'm sorry. Dude, there's some cool cops. I'm, yeah, I know there are definitely some I cool is, cops. I like to assume that it's got to be a high percentage. I don't know why I'm all of a sudden a statistician or something, but I'm sure it's a lot of they're great people. Most yeah, of there's the police a lot of that cool I meet there's in a lot personal, of assholes, but there's a lot of good ones. Most of police that I meet on in on a social level, yeah, they're definitely the cool. I'm ones. like, oh wow, you're great, yeah. you know. Well, I isn't it weird when you meet one, like especially at a show, and they're like, I'm a cop, and you're like, and you're like, really, you? Why? Wow, I didn't get the weird. How did your parents fail you? <laughs> why did Why did you need to, Why did you need to be that? <laughs> I get the attraction of it. I mean, it's a, a government pension. It's a, I, I you know, wanted to be a cop when I was wish. younger, man. I really did. I wanted to. I went to like RCMP, those like open house things. I wanted uh-huh. to check it out, and I was really thinking about it, man. I want. I just. I and I hated cops, but that's that was a part of it. I wanted to change. just because I hated be the change that I you want to see. Them yeah. being like dicks, the kids. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, if you were just cool, kids would listen. Uh, but if you're just like always trying to lay down the law and be a dick about it, they're gonna be like, "Well, fuck you! I'm gonna be a dick," you know. And people say that the like for the racist cops, whatever that, their the racism is a product of, you know, like when you work in Compton and ninety percent of your arrests are oh, domestic like, uh, abuse or drug like they're desensitized like you, to it. You know, ninety yeah. percent of the people you have to arrest are black. Then you're, how is that the factor though? Well, you know, ninety percent of the people you arrest are poor criminals and they live in a black neighborhood that's yeah. what, that why think, is there black neighborhood even i don't even understand that well, in today's yeah. day and age yeah well that's how we can still try to group people well it's because it's low it's lower income lower rent lower yeah. it's places where people can't thrive man mo- moving to america you really see it in canada you see it and you go oh this should change in america you see it and you and it smacks you in the face and you're like oh this is bad yeah, even in your neighborhood, like this is bad. micro spots, like Latin, 
and then Chinese, and yeah. then Korean. Yeah. Like, really? The Korean can't fucking live with the Chinese? <laughs> oh my God, that was racist. I can't believe that. <laughs> I just didn't. <laughs> the Koreans can't, can't get along with the Chinese even. We can't put them in the same neighborhood. Why did I do that? That was terrible. <laughs> that I just did what I said I don't do. That's terrible. Uh, it's kind of funny. But just why are They're they grouping group, at hey, all? We're grouping why? into continents. That's why what we're doing the, yeah, now. Yeah. At least could we move on from countries to continents? Yeah. Can we just group each other in that sense? <laughs> I mean, the Latins do it. In our neighborhood, it's it's basically South America. It's yeah. all the Latin, you know, uh, El Salvador, South El Salvadorian, yeah, uh, Nicaraguan, Mexico. Colombia. Colombia. They all live in that same area. Abdul's become twice the dancer he was since he moved there. <laughs> <laughs> I move those hips, buddy. Shake and move. It's cool. No, it is really cool living in a neighborhood like that. And I feel, and I got to say, living in it, it's the first time I've ever lived in a predominantly ethnic neighborhood. But moving to a new country, it feels kind of cool living in there because you're like, I guess you feel like you're, you don't have to be worried about racism. It's mostly the main thing. Yeah. So you're just like, every you go out and you're like, okay, everybody has the same skin color as me. They all think I'm Mexican. I guess that's how it happened. You know, I guess they all that's think, how it's happened. Yeah, it's probably a safety net. It's probably like, okay, here you're safe. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to worry. Like the fact that they have to make a movie about the first black man to buy an apartment building in a certain neighborhood. That's like a momentous thing. Right. Makes me so sad. It's, so, it's weird. Especially that for me, again, and I speak from the lucky group, I guess, but whenever I'm immersed, like just going to Mrs. Phillips for a party. So right. it's, she has a lot of Bajan friend over. The food is the, like you're experiencing right. new stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. And then new music. Yeah. To go with the new food that you're eating and talking to the people. Different and it just happened then. I was I was leaving for Barbados in like four weeks and they all found out. And they're like, oh, man, you got to go to this place and this place at night. Oh, see, it's great. And blah, blah, blah. Listening to. And so I love that. Yeah. Right? I love experiencing Learning. new things. Yeah. I mean, like I couldn't afford ever to go to Pakistan, Barbados. Spain yeah. and Italy in one year but if I just go to four people's house for dinner I'm getting a little yeah. taste yeah. of these things you know what I mean yeah I love that and yet people find somehow to hate it like yeah. why is it jealousy is I it I have a friend who who told me about it's, it's just you saying that made me pop in my mind an old friend of mine he was telling me because he went to live out in the at the oil sands in Alberta he was working there for years he still works I think he still goes back uh, he does like runs like for months at a time. And he was telling me that. And he was like, dude, because he, he grew up like friends, you know, his family was kind of like on that edge of, they weren't bad. They were cool, man. We hung out with them all the time. They're so cool. But th he would tell me that like, he's like, because we grew up, he grew up around me and my mom would make different types of foods and stuff. So he'd always try it. But he was like, dude, when I moved to Alberta and like when I was like living in the sands and like I'd tell guys like, oh, let's go, man, let's go eat at this like, there's like a Pakistani yeah, yeah, restaurant. Yeah. Let's go eat there. And he'd be like, oh, I don't eat that shit. Yeah. You know, and he's like, yeah, but you've never even fucking tasted it. Mm. Like, oh, fucking curry. Fuck that. It stinks. I'm not eating that shit. And he's like, well, what are you uh, going to go get? And I'm like, get some hot dogs at the corner. He's like, yeah, but why? You could try something yeah. new, you know? Like, yeah. it's a different life. Like, just try it. It's not going to kill you, you know? But I find that it's, uh, it's weird that it's the way you're brought up, I think. I think if you're brought up and you're not around it, that's why I can't be mad at people who inadvertently say things that are sort of racist, but they're not mean. Right. Because they're not mean. 
if you're going to be a dick and you're going to be mean and you be like, get the fuck out of here, go back to your country, yeah, okay, I'll fight you. Now fuck you. Yeah. But if you're like, just say something like you're like, oh, yeah, we once had a black couple in here. Wacky bunch, but they were nice. You know, I'm not going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, you're, that's racist. You should say that. I'd be like, oh, that's funny because you just don't, you don't know what you're supposed to say, but you're not mean. Yeah. You're not hurtful. You're not really trying to be, you just didn't know because yeah. you haven't been around it enough. Yeah. So I never try to be upset about it, but it's funny. There's uh, that middle area, though, that they're hard to... Uh, if they just get pissed enough, they're, they're racist? <laughs> no, that it's... Yeah, it's there's a f certain amount of ignorance with it. Yeah. That they just don't know. No one told them that it's not right to say these things and that it's something to embrace yes, rather than be afraid of. Yes, nobody told them that it's not right to say. But there's... It's where the, the, that thing becomes where they have to make a decision about something. Like... That lady in the park. Maybe right. She'd never, no one ever, you ask any of her friend, I'm like, oh my God, I never would have. Yeah, I thought, thought you were right. But maybe that moment. racism is built into her deep, Again, right? Dude. That a black man makes her afraid when she's by herself. Yeah. With no other factor except the fact that the man was black. Wasn't talking to her per se from what I hear. He was using well, his phone to, her to just leash her dog. Something, yeah. something, oh yeah, asked her to leash her leash dog. Leash her dog, yeah. And Which is normal. I mean, yeah, okay, it's a maybe, I mean. First of all, yeah, you're in New York City, leash your dog. Yeah. You're not you're not out in you know, you're not in like a park in the suburbs further out where there's not a lot of people. You're in a city, leash your dog. Yeah, that's a that's a whole that's you a, know, unless it's a that. dog park. I get it, whatever. I don't it's even care because I'm not one for yeah, like like you like I, I would never have the balls to be that complainer like that. that me but, neither. So that black guy to me is like if I was his friend, I'd be like, Oh god, here, yes. he, here he goes again with his fucking social justice warrior. Right. To me that's annoying. Yeah, the other I hate guy that. the other guy, I don't even know what he was doing, the guy who died, George Floyd. They said he wrote a bad check. That we don't that's we're far from hearing if that Hold on a second. That's, That's what it is? Somebody called He wrote a bad check? And said he wrote a bad check. How you know that it's a bad check immediately? So it Is was this real or are you just saying this? No. This is the fast? Suspicion of writing a bad check. Writing a bad check and you didn't even go to the bank yet to know if it's a good check. Right. The and clerk. The, how do you even get arrested for that? How's right? that a crime? And they say he resisted. for the. They show you the first two or three minutes of the thing he wasn't resisting I, he was like, I didn't watch right. it I can't watch They're it because like, I've down, seen a million sit of up them. against the wall I didn't watch the violent part either I saw the still image of it but uh, yeah the suspicion of writing a bad check is how this all started how is that dude how does a cop even get involved with that I don't know until the crime is committed you first of all in America as you know it's already hard IRS enough to cash problem. a check now yeah but you can't do it without like two form of ID so if it is a bad check you'll find the guy That's somebody else's thing. Yeah. Wait till it's proven. Let the I bank figure it out. That's so not even the. You like you. you it makes you start to cop? think that the person that called the police probably also slightly racist. Yeah. Or maybe this guy is known as a bad check writer in yeah. the neighborhood. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Still, yeah. it's not worth dying. Of writing a bad check was the reason why they were called in the first place, and why you have eight police show up for suspicion of writing a bad check when. Here in Brossard, Brossard, I live in the suburb. Uh, two years ago, my friend Kelly, there was an armed robbery at the grocery store. Yeah. And they were running, and the cops got there quick, whatever, the bad luck for the robber, whatever. So they're running through backyards, ditched the gun so that in her backyard happened. So her eight year old at the time find 
this oh, or 10 year old yeah. find this like a 357 a monster fucking like a barrel like wow. this in the backyard called the police five hour before they came before they came five wow. hours there's a loaded fucking cannon five hours wow that was used at a crime scene that was used in the crime wow five hours I had a, a guy armed robbery on the street over there ran through this neighbor's yard through this through my yard Andy's swimming in the pool and it was at gunpoint. We didn't know this at the time. Like I, and he's like that, and I'm like, come here. And she's like, I just ran through. And then I ran out. And the guy was bolting down the street. So I started running. I made it like seven steps and was like, all right, you got me, buddy. <laughs> wow. <coughs> Jeez, you're 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 just, winded just thinking about it. Just thinking about running. <laughs> but he ditched a mask in my bushes or whatever, and uh, the cops came like two hours later. It's very progressive. Many people all wearing called, masks. Many people called the police. Like yeah. seven calls on the same crime. Two yeah. hours to get here. Meanwhile, the, my neighbor down the street was a fireman. Happened to be on his bike. And we're like, no. He's like, qu'est-ce qu'il se I'm like, viens voler là-bas. And so he chased the guys running on his bike. They split up. So he chased one guy on the phone with 911. Okay, je suis uh, sur le, 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 the bike path to the, the Chevrier bus depot, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the 911 was like, okay, where is he doing now? He's running. Okay, he went in the bushes. And uh, the Just 911 the is like, stay with him. He doesn't know the guy has a gun, though. Yo. If that's the one that had the Why, gun, right, I, we right. don't know. But the whole time he was doing, he didn't know. He didn't try to apprehend yeah. him, but he's helping the Nafarin people. And he's like, okay, he stopped. I think he's waiting for a bus. And he came back later. He's like, I stayed there for 35 minutes with my eye on the guy. Are you still recording? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. How come? Is it past an hour? It is, but it's still recording. But okay. I'll give it Maybe another. it can do it. Maybe. Do you want to try it? I don't know. Should we keep an eye on it? I guess maybe a minute five. We're at 102. Oh, my God. Maybe it's just your memory card was too small before. Or the battery, maybe. Ba battery? Because now it's plugged into AC. Anyway. That's it. That's probably what it anyway, is. Anyway, two hours for them to show up, and then I'm showing them, okay, look, it's right here. The mask that he chose is right there, and he's, she's like, did you touch it? I'm like, what the fuck do you care? It's been sitting there for two hours yeah. gathering pollen and dust. Yeah, it's fucking you know what birds I mean? have been shitting on it already. So, uh, anyway. They don't do anything. The cops don't do nothing, man. No. When it comes to things that are like, They it's don't solve funny. crimes. That's the it's thing. It's funny, right? Because when you watch the movies and they're like, they call the cops and they show up, you're like, I've tried that. That doesn't happen. <laughs> you call the cops and like, there's a real emergency? Yeah. And they just take their fucking sweet ass time. I man. actually tweeted the other day because Reese got a $340 I want to ask you about that. That's funny. Ticket. Yeah. It's, listen, everyone's poor. We're, we're all struggling. That I get. And you give a 19-year-old kid a $340 seatbelt ticket. Uh, and I was wrong. Turns out he wasn't on the 40-kilometer hour. He was on the highway. So he, he knows he should be wearing a seatbelt. Yeah. The Camry is an old enough car that it don't give you the ba-bing, 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 ba-bing. Like, put your yeah. seatbelt on. He forgot. He usually wear it. Every time I get in the car with him, he put it on right away. Uh uh, that my point was, Voshi and but the the people these fucking Karens and that's another subject I'd like to talk to you about because Karens <laughs> don't have to be just girl they could be boys too. Every I didn't get one. I, a couple of people just like with the little emoji that rolled their eyes or oh see I was there last week or whatever I got. It. But eighty percent of the reaction I got to that tweet were well somebody should teach Reese that'll maybe remind him for next time to put on his seatbelt I'm like Vush you're a fucking cunt remind me to never invite you to a party <laughs> you fucking loser well dude when I read that I was like I, th I, I remember reading your tweet and I was like is this a trick <laughs> question like 
You were like, you were like mad at the cops. You were like, they gave him a ticket for not wearing his seatbelt. So it's, it sound, the way that it was worded sounded like you were upset that he got a ticket for doing something illegal. But he did do something illegal. He that did. was very simple. Illegal, to, which I'm, I'm not so much for that law. If you want to, well, dude, risk your own life. It's, it's incredibly dangerous. Like what? As a mechanic, driving like, a car without a seatbelt. Yeah, it's a very dangerous man, dude. You're dead with still an airbag. Twenty five times safer than riding a motorcycle with a full body armor and fucking nine thousand dollar helmet. But motorcycles mm, are already illegal. No, you know what, Derek? I think driving a car without an airbag. With no seatbelt, yes, I'll agree with you. Uh, with an airbag, if that thing blows, you're fucking dead. It doesn't matter. You're getting hurt. You're either getting extremely hurt or you're dead. The did, airbag, when it blows, you if you're not wearing- Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> airbag goes off and it just it becomes- a, It's a fun it's t- confetti pops it's out. It's just hilarious. And, yeah, yeah. It's just a grand old time. <laughs> Honestly, it's the most- uh, uh, Like, I think about it, like airbags, if you're not Still, wearing a seatbelt- it's not your fucking problem. I, it's, well, it's the law, buddy. That's where it, ha- I know what you're saying. Law, it, we all should right. all be, f- you should all be held, like, you should be able to Abdul do what you want to do. only coming to visit me for the first time <laughs> since the pandemic. Yeah, because you don't the follow law, rules. The law said you're not allowed to you see your You don't follow friend. rules. I, I, I thought I didn't follow rules. Dude, you don't follow rules. Like, I follow, I follow the rules. rules. They're my fucking rules. Yeah. They're rules <laughs> of a reasonable, intelligent person. I don't need some fucking I only douchebag that failed out of plumbing school fucking giving me a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. Fuck you. I only follow rules uh, that I know don't make sense. Or I don't follow those rules. The ones that I follow are like, yeah, okay. Like, wearing a seatbelt, I will always wear as much speed limits in certain areas. I'll be like, fuck you. This is dumb. Why is it a 50? We're on a highway. This is retarded. You know, like when you go down in Montreal... If you're driving down the 20 right by the Turcotte, it's a 50 kilometer. It's a highway. Chad got a ticket. It's a highway. Chad got a ticket. Yeah, he that... might lose his license. They clock him at 105. Oh, my God. But he said he wasn't even in the left lane following traffic. Dude, of course. Everybody family drives 100. Full, his family was in the thing. They were going to a football banquet in the city. 105, but it's 50 in that weird construction. It's a highway. A highway. And it's like but 12 point, what I hate 12 about point and $1,700 ticket. Yeah, he was over 40 kilometers. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, limit. they could have seized your car on yeah. the spot. I'm like, it's... But what's she? Yeah. What's no, she, man? Just well, change it. This that's season. a cash grab. That's where I have a problem. Because in Montreal specifically, Quebec... Montreal has a very big... That's where they fuck you. They, Montreal always has some scammy bullshit, right? Yeah. You, your parking meters. You put money in the meter. You leave before your meter. Next guy's got to pay for the spot. You already paid for it. Yeah. Why has he got to pay for it again? The new system. You know? That's just the way it is. But Montreal's always been like that. Even like when you pass the 20, when you're on the 20, past uh, the Mercier and you're going towards the airport, it's a 70 kilometer an hour zone. Yeah. On one side of the highway, you're going the other way, the other direction, 100. it's 100. I know. What's the difference? <laughs> but it's a scam. Yeah. Montreal does that. They do. I don't this, know if it's a scam. It's a scam, buddy. The, I don't even give them credit enough for being intelligent enough to they create are. a scam like that. They are. It's but a scam. But the ticketing, that's why I don't like police. Because 95% of my interaction Scams. with police has been to harass and extort money from law, yeah. generally speaking, law-abiding law citizens citizen yeah. just going about their business. Yeah. And then somebody with a gun. I have never, ever been involved in the crime or been a victim of a crime that the police have even even tried to effort. solve. Never Made, mind yes. solve. A hundred percent. Tried to solve. Yeah. How many times have I been robbed? My car's been robbed. My fucking, see? Yeah. Never. Nothing. Yeah. Like, what? What? 
Dude, I this but happened. Driving my daughter to work at eight thirty uh, to school at eight thirty in the morning, yeah, doing you get fifty a, in a thirty. Yeah, you get a and ticket. I'm like, That's thirty. Yeah. What? And then I try to do thirty. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I see a kid just passed me on his bike. Because that's easy for them to actually do their job is fucking hard. Yeah. Like, dude, I this happened uh, when I was. Uh, I think I must have been maybe nineteen at the time. I was looking for a used car. I wanted to buy a car, so I asked my dad to come with me. I saw a car, Honda Accord, for sale. Wanted to go see it. We show up at this guy's house. He tells me this whole story. Oh, it's my nana's. She just she's too old. She can't. She doesn't want to, you know, she uh, she needs to get rid of it. It's in good condition. So I go to see it with my, ask my dad. I'm like, can you come with me? I want to see this car. So we show up, total racist white dude, like just, again, not, not judging him off the top. But, yeah. you know, you see him and you're like, okay, cool guy, whatever, let's talk. Showing me the car and I'm like, right away I can tell it's not your Nana's car. Yeah. You're one of those guys that buys cars, you put some putty spray paint it right and you, you flip it and you make a couple hundred bucks so he sh- as soon as we get there i see it, and i already i already like know a little bit about cars at this point in my life so i'm looking at it my old man too you know he's always been generally good with cars so he's looking at it and he goes and we both look at each other like okay this guy's a scam so my dad looks at it and he sees he sees like a putty spot where the guy just covered and painted with a spray can mm. and the guy was like there's no rust so my dad's like well what's this here and the guy goes, oh, that's nothing. And he's like, "That's well, that was, like, you fixed it? It's putty? Like, it's not it's not original? And he goes, no, no, that's, that's re- 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 original. There's nothing there. So my dad just takes his finger and he rubs it and the putty just crumbles. Oh, it's, didn't even wait till it dry. Didn't even wait. So the guy fucking, the guy comes and he, he goes, now he knows we caught him in his lie. So now he just gets racist. Now he's pissed. So he fucking punches my dad right in the arm. What? And he goes, you fucking break my car? Because my dad touched the putty and it just crumbled. So he punches my dad in the arm and he goes, you fucking, you fucking breaking my car? And I get right in between him and my dad and I'm like, yo, back up. I'm like, what the fuck is, it? what's your problem, man? And he goes, yeah. He goes, what are you going to fucking do? And he's getting in my face. And I'm a kid and this guy's like probably 35, 40 at the time. Mm. I'm a fucking kid. I'm like 19. And I get in front of my dad's fucking, but my dad's older. I'm trying not to keep, I'm like, yo, stay, stay behind me. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm like, what's your fucking problem, man? Relax. And he's like, you fucking break my car. You fucking packies. You fucking break my car. Oh my God. Dude, he goes over to my dad's car that we showed up in. And my dad is like, I'm holding my dad back at this point. He wants to fucking kill it. And I'm like, no, we're going to call the cops. Cause I'm a kid. And I think you call the cops. They're going to help you. (laughs) So this guy kicks my dad's car, dents the door. And he's like, there, you got a fucking broken car too now. Fucking packies, fuck you, fuck you. He's yelling at us. English guy? English, yeah. So I fucking, me and my dad, my dad is furious. I'm like just holding him back, keeping him, I'm like, let's fucking get in the car. We get in the car and I'm sitting in the car. I call 911. I'm like, this guy just came. He kicked our car. I tell him everything. Cops fucking take. And then the neighbors, dude, the neighbors are saying, this is how crazy this guy was. Neighbors were standing outside. There was a, a, a Sikh guy in his front yard who lived across from him. And I'm like, yo, you saw that, right? You you witnessed that? Witness? And, he's, and he looks and he goes, oh, no. Because he's so scared of this guy that he doesn't even want to be a witness because he lives across the street from right. him. Dude, cops show up, take our report, blah, blah, blah. They give him a. They give him like he's got to go to court now because we're. I'm like I'm fucking pressing charges. Yeah. So he he's got to go to court. 
fucking cops it took them an hour to show up we fucking had to drive around the corner and wait because the guy wouldn't stop fucking coming back to the car he was gonna fucking start i don't know smashing the car or whatever so right. i took off and i waited around the corner for the cops when they came then we both came and i was like that's the motherfucker right there yeah so the cops come and they fill out the report then we go to court it took two years we go to court this guy makes up this whole fucking story and I go up and I'm like, look, this is exactly what happened. And I'm like, it's hurting me to say this. Like, I'm like, how could someone be so fucking mean to a human being? Like, you yeah. have no reason to do it. Like, you, you know, you just fuck us and we caught you. Yeah, and exactly. You're that. a fucking criminal and you're trying to fucking and you're a dick. Dude, the cops at the end of the day, the cops, the lawyer gave him. I think he had to pay three hundred dollars to fix the door, even though it cost way more than that right. to fix. They paid it to you, though. He had to pay. Yeah, they paid us, and then he had to pay the government afterwards. Okay. But it's like, and that's one of the stories I've had in my life of like you have to fucking defend yourself through racism, but it's real, and it's when you least expect it. And it just hits you in your face. And you're like, and you have to stay calm. The cop even told me after, I was 19, the cop came and he goes, he goes, what you did was the best thing you could have done. Mm. Because if we would have retaliated or tried to do something, this guy, who knows, he's got guns, he's got, he yeah, come yeah. out with a bat, who knows what he's going to do, you know? Yeah. But it's those things where like you, you gotta, you gotta understand that like when you're a different ethnicity or different religion or when you're not the norm of what the surrounding area you're in is, it's sketchy. You got to always be on your toes and watch yourself because you, you, I, you know me. I like to have fun. Yeah. I, we go out to shows, man. We're in small towns. We party with everybody. I don't yeah. have a grudge against anyone. But you never <laughs> know when it's going to hit. No, but some, in some of these small towns, it's funny. With uh, being with Abdul, Abdul, it's only recently, like on that last maritime run, that I noticed that you're an ethnic guy <laughs> who your parents are clearly sophisticated people. Like, well, you know, but like they're working classy. class, they're, yeah. But they're, they're like class. they have class. respect. They have they're class. respectful, yeah. Manners and yeah. You, you were brought up right. They're you're from an ilk, a certain ilk. And on the last tour, when we were in those some of those small towns, you were so riveted by the fucking trailer trashy fucking that that sort of culture. Like, oh my god, that is so fucking interesting. Look at that. Did that chick just grab herself by the fucking twat? What the fuck? <laughs> you were so like, Darla. are you kidding me? You were like, oh my god, she farted, dude. She I farted, <laughs> dude. I love that. I was yeah, like, yeah. this you reminds like, me of Shattagee. You were so like, this is like the old lady from Shattagee, dude. <laughs> I know. I have a blast when I'm in like uh, weird towns that most people would like. Most colored people would be like, "Get me the hell out of here!" I'm what's like, happening? This is so fun. Look at how crazy all these people are. Darla, she just shit her pants and fucking ran back to the dance floor. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and it's it would sound it sound weird for like a, a, a white guy, but as a French Canadian, we do feel it. And it's a weird thing, racism between people that look the same. Yeah. Which is what we have here in Quebec, the English and the French. Yeah, see, that's, yeah. See, and I'm I'm totally federalist politically. Yeah. But French Canadian, especially when I travel outside of, of uh, uh, Quebec, Quebec yeah. I'm much more Quebecois in yeah. fucking Saskatchewan yeah. than I am here, right? Like, yeah. Quebecois people are like, because I, I don't even work hardly in French anymore. But in Saskatchewan, you get, I feel the racism, but it's like weird because it's, we're the same, it's, but it's directed it towards the language that you look speak. like me. Same color eyes, same color hair, same bedon, everything. And he's like, and they, and I see, I, I've, 
like a guy came up to me like, what's the difference between the fucking Quebecer and the whatever a Polish person? Nothing. They're both stupid. Just one of those stupid <laughs> yeah, street one of those jokes. Stupid throwaway and jokes. Like, yeah. You know I'm Quebecois, right? And he's like, yeah, that's why it's funny, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's dentist uh, must be cheap for you, right? You only have four teeth. Like I don't mind picking something <laughs> that's individual to this guy, but because I come from Quebec. I'm the the butt of this joke. I'm not, I don't even I don't know what the I kind of like growing I I kind of like that I grew up in Quebec because we did have that bond because you were because it was a lot of French English rivalry more than it was ethnicity. Ethnicity, yeah, yeah. So it was like I would get treated like shit, but so would my white English friend. Right. <laughs> so like yeah, yeah, we were yeah. both really close because yeah. like he, we both got arrested by the cops for no reason, yeah. you know, like just because we're English, English yeah. you know, and it, it almost made you feel like, fuck, I'm part of, like, I'm part of these guys, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not a question of, it's not a question of like, oh, cause he's, fr he's a different color or whatever. It was like, cause we both speak the same language. Yeah. We're on that same team. Like, I mean, the hockey ranks in Quebec, that's what it is when right. you're a kid. It's you show up to the rank, French guys on one side, English kids on the other. Yeah. That's how it was, always was, you know, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't <laughs> necessarily it. a bad. Coho, Sherwood. Yeah. <laughs> Coho Sherwood, <laughs> but it wasn't Canadian. I see he's going with the Sherwood. CCM, <laughs> but it never was like a bad. I feel like we were always kind of playful. There was definitely fights. There was, but it's kids doing stupid things. But yeah, we've learned to adapt and just be more respectful of each other. But now, when you leave, like you're saying, when you leave Quebec and you go to other places of Canada as a Quebecer, you do feel like. Like, I say words in English that nobody... You say it, too. Dépanar or whatever, yeah. Dépanar or yeah. even, like, turn off the lights. Yeah. Femme les lumières. Yeah, close the light. Close the light. But yeah. nobody says that in no. English. No. It's... Uh, yeah, turn we say the close the lights in... Yeah. in you yeah. say close the light, too? Yeah. I'm French, and it bugs me when my kids say that. Dude, I say it all... Close the, the TV, close the, the light. The first time I said it, I remember saying... I was When I was working on 22, and we're in the writer's room, and I was like, oh, can you close the lights? Because we'd always close the, the main lights. Yeah. So it's less bright in the room. And I'm like, can you close the lights? And everyone looked at me like, close the lights. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, why? What do you say? And they go... Turn, <laughs> they go, turn off. Turn off. Yeah, yeah. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm French. I'm fucking French. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it, man. Yeah. Like I love being I love being bilingual. I love being a Montrealer. I love I being from Quebec. Uh and uh, I mean, it's just cool that we get to see both sides. Like when you're from Quebec, even if you're French or English, like mm. you still mingle with both sides mostly, especially yeah. if you're in Montreal area, you know, like friends, you have friends on both sides. I it's really so cool. I really love Canada, but Quebec's I, a great. Elvis Graton did that whole thing. I, for, so like he's a français canadien québécois for me it's a, I'm a Montrealer first yeah and then Canadian and then québécois I'm least proud of the québécois because of some of the nah, just well some of the things in there because yeah. all of Quebec is not the same as Montreal and Montreal have many of the things that I love and uh, the province of Quebec. I mean, if they just stop with the treason, maybe it'll, they'll, <laughs> it'll change. <laughs> and I don't even know why I love Canada. Maybe it's one of just those patriotic things, but at least my... And the, what we were saying before, I like with Canada you and your white first. friend getting arrested for yeah. the same thing, and it's like, oh, sentiment d'appartenance. Right. I'm part of this new... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it made it dawn on me that maybe, maybe it's human nature to want to instinctively gravitate toward a... Comfort. Single, no, a, a single quality 
that I can latch on to well, that I'm going to decide to hate or to hate that okay. it's not in common that it's different and I'm, I decide that I'm going to hate it for You're some reason. You're part of a group or something. Through jealousy or resentment yeah, maybe, or yeah. ignorance and hatred well, come from that. I don't know. It's it very, would make sense. I mean, we're, we're very gravitated towards being part of certain groups. You know, everybody wants yeah. to be part of a, of a group or, you know, you've got the... You know, you've got the straight whites, you've got the LGBTQ, you've got the, you know, like, I guess people, I'm just using that as an exaggeration, but there's definitely like, you know, oh, you, you drive, you drive a Range Rover, you're part of the, you know, I'm sure there's guys out there that are all Range Rover guys. In a club, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like Toyota, I'm a Toyota guy, there's a bunch of guys that love Toyota that like, there's forums, we're just part of a group. You drive by a guy with a Toyota pickup, like an old one like mine, we wave at each other, it's just a thing. You know, they wave. It's like every. I think it's human nature. Like you're right. I think I feel like it is human nature to feel like you need to belong. Yeah. With something, otherwise you feel out of place. And some somehow some people find a disdain for another group that unifying. That's yeah, the unifying for, factor that they have. Oh, you you hate Packies? Oh, I hate Packies too. Let's go on a. Well, Packy that's hating. where it comes down to like where you're talking the Quebec City kid who shot yeah. up the mosque it feels like his parents are not those people no eh? it feels like maybe they might have had some they might not have been like super on board with ethnic people all their whole life because right. they're definitely that they live far enough out from montreal that they could be mm. but it doesn't feel like they're hurtful doesn't mean like they, they don't look like the type of people that would tell their kid to hurt people yeah. or to say mean things to people they might he took it to a he new level he took it and he yeah. might have he might have just got on a same level online with a group that was radical and he needed to feel a sense of belonging and that's where it led to yeah that you that, know that's weird it's that sense of belonging Maybe where you I need to look for I just got lucky it could have gone a different way for me right like i well, Anything if you were that's outcast, new for me, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so interested. Yeah, and it like by the end of the night, I find myself talking to the the guy that emigrated from fucking Chippewa, Peru. Yeah, three weeks ago, when my best friend are sitting over there talking about the same bullshit that they always talk about, I'm like, oh my god, wow, that's so cool. You first 20 years of your life, you live in the forest, and oh my god, that's great. Yeah, he's it- like, yeah, I hate shoes and. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying, but I am so gravitate toward anything different. I'm so interested and so I want to learn. I want to. I want to. That's the right tell attitude. Me the word. Yeah. I always want to know. Tell me the words for. Can I have sex with you right now in your language? Oh, that's great. Yeah, you're that typical dude that is like, tell me how to say pickup lines <laughs> to chicks in your language. All right, should we round it out? 123, we're going for the record. I know, let's round podcast. it out. Let's round it out. I feel like it wasn't funny out. enough again, but uh, we we're covered some good. really important topics today. Talking about we important stuff. We sat in stuff. Shangri-La, the new bench, holding up my fat ass. Yeah, man, all right. Abdul let's... made it. Abdul made it to Shangri-La. I made it That's all the way great. out here to Brossard. Two dude. of us together. This isn't a fucking Photoshop. This so. isn't it's CGI. This is it should be still Abdul rolling. and I in the same spot. Carolyn's here, too. We didn't even no. acknowledge her presence all this time. We did, man. It was great talking. It was good hanging. Nice to have it. Let's go for a swim. All right. Let's get out of here, man. Yeah, take off our Bacon No Bacons t-shirts. We're going to have to cut the film. We don't want to. can't afford to replace these cameras showing my gigantic distended nipples. <laughs> all right, buddy. Great to see you, buddy. Yeah, man. Let's do it again next week. My